You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that's always on the run from about 30 to 50 feral hogs. I'm Cody. <laughs> I'm Sam. I'm Josh. Oh, we have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to go over, but first let's talk about some things we have been checking out. What, so, have, what have we yeah. been checking out? Let's do it. Oh. Let's see. I started replaying the original Legend of Zelda again. Oh, okay. Oh, it's been a while since I've played it. Mm-hmm. Man, it's frustratingly difficult yeah. at are times. You, are you making easy. the map? Huh? Are, you, are you doing the map? Are you Are you drawing your drawing? own map? Yes. No, I am not. Okay. I have a very old strategy guide. Mm. Okay. Oh, cool. From the, it's not as old as you think. It's from the Zelda Collector's Edition. Oh, Mm. Still fairly old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't really have a lot of information on the overworld. I mean, it kind of mentions where things are, but not exactly specifically. Oh, uh, okay. So, okay. So it doesn't give it away. You still got to work at it a little. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. you do. <laughs> like, I, though I had to I had to look up the Lost Woods, though, mm. because I got lost in the Lost Woods. <laughs> <laughs> I can never remember what that pattern is. North, west, southwest. But then I was I was trying to go to the graveyard to get the magic sword, and I forgot that you need at least twelve hearts before it'll appear. Yep. Oh wow. So I'm like, crap. And the game <laughs> doesn't tell you this. You just gotta find it out on your own. <laughs> yep. It's very obtuse, very mysterious. That's though awesome. I, though I did find the white sword by accident. It's just up that up that stairs. Yeah. Near well, the I was just kind of, yeah, I was just kind of like steeping around, and then I'm like, I'd already finished dungeon one, and I'm like, just going around the map. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, upgraded <laughs> you get sword. get past this Lionel, and then you're there. <sighs> Man, but like, some of those dungeons, like, and I'm get, I'm at to the point now where hearts aren't really dropping that frequently, and it's really frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a lot more skill-based than a lot of the later Zeldas are by mm-hmm. a long shot. Yeah, and I really hate the enemies that pop out of the ground, because they always get me. Landmola? Yeah, I think so, the, the spinny, drilly ones. Yep, that's Landmola. Gotta hate it. <laughs> now, after you go through this, are you going to go into uh, Adventures of Link? Two? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The two? <laughs> You're in for even more fun. Yeah. Yep. I don't have a game genie for this one. <laughs> <laughs> what are you playing it on? Are you playing it on the Switch? Yeah, uh, the retro console on the Switch. Yeah, NES Online. Nice. Yeah. Which gets uh, more of a hard time than it deserves. Mm-hmm. Mostly it, from you. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. It's a good feature to have, and there's plenty of games there, and you can have a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has a lot. Yeah, it even have it even has Mario too, the kind of pseudo non-canon Mario. Yeah. Oh, the, you mean the Lost Levels? Oh, it has that too. Oh, yeah, yeah, it has both the Lost Levels and it has Super Mario. Well, it's in Japan, it's called Super Mario USA. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and it's got Doctor Mario and NES Open. Yeah. I started Metroid a while back, yeah. the original Metroid, and I ran into a very serious problem where I got super turned around and couldn't continue. <laughs> if you appreciate NES Online for what it is instead of what it could be, what it could be, or what we didn't get, which was all of the Virtual Console, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> oh yeah, it's really nice with my uh, my Switch NES controllers. Oh, I bet. Yeah, battery on those lasts forever. I've charged them once. Nice. It's like my Xbox controllers. Those things last forever. It makes the PlayStation 4 controller seem ridiculous because it lasts <laughs> like maybe three hours, whereas the Xbox one is like forever, like three months. 
Uh, I mean, my Pro Controller lasts a long time, too. Yeah, those last a long time, also. But no, it's... I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the Zelda games and everything, but it's, it's so frustrating. Yeah. Like, I, I wandered into one dungeon, and it was, like, completely dark all the time. Like, oh, yeah, I don't have the candle yet. <laughs> mm, it's like that old cigarette catchphrase. We've come a long way, baby. <laughs> what cigarette brand is that? Oh, I Virginia have... Slims? I, I think so. I think so. it's that Virginia might be. Slims. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot there's like, as much as I love the Zelda franchise and I've played almost all of them, there are some I've never played. Like mm. Zelda 2. You never played Zelda 2? I think I started it back when it came out. Because <laughs> I remember when my dad got it for our NES. And I remember not I was not liking it as a young kid. And then I just never really went back. Yeah, mm. I didn't like Zelda the first time I played it when I was a kid. Because my soft, dumb child brain didn't <laughs> get it. Like, I understood <laughs> Mario, you know, go to the right. And you win, but Zelda yeah. has so much more going on, and it j- I just didn't grok it at the time because I was six. <laughs> sure, sure. Also, that really obtuse way you had to save games. It hold the reset button and hit power. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you can only save after you die or something. Maybe. I can't remember. Hmm. Though I got really mad because I was running around, and I'm like, I need the big shield, I need the big shield, and I saved up and saved up and bought the big shield for like 160 rupees. And then wandered into some other cave some other dude had for like 90. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> You should have shopped around first. Yeah, I tried. Right? The The world being as simple as it is, it's it's hard. Yeah. It's impressive how much they were able to squeeze into one cartridge. Onto that chipset. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think it has any special mapper chips or anything. No. It's just standard. It's, yeah, it's just basic standard. Sure. <laughs> or like when you take like a hit and it knocks you off screen. And does that pause as it shifts yeah, the screen over? Mm-hmm. Yep. You're like, mm, okay. <laughs> Other than that, yeah, I'm trying to go back. Like, I found a bunch of Zelda games that I'm like sitting on now to go through the series. Nice. I found a Wii copy of Skyward Sword. Oh, with the floppy. Yeah, with yeah, the, you have yeah. to actually swing the sword with your I'm Wiimote. Not, I'm not looking forward to that. But Skyward Sword was another one of those titles yeah. that I've never played. It's I like it. It gets a lot of. It's a very uh, diversive one because people don't like the motion controls. But it has a lot of a lot of interesting features to it, and if you can get it in the sweet spot where it works all the time, mm-hmm. like the right distance from your TV or whatever, it's a pretty fun game. <laughs> yeah, no, it's actually funny that you were talking about Zelda. I started listening to a podcast called Tandem Legends. It is a episode by episode talk through of the different Zelda games in not release order but like in history like the hyrule history order so they started with skyward sword because that's the one that technically starts the timeline right and they're not like it's not like a now you go into this room and push this block or anything but they're like telling kind of like the story Mm -hmm. as it progresses through each i've started from the beginning they're up through uh they're working on majora's mask now which is pretty cool the first couple episodes were a little shaky the two hosts came off a lot like uh, NPR hosts for those first couple episodes, <laughs> but it's fun. It's a good, it's a neat podcast. It's worth checking out. How are they tackling the uh, the timeline split between the two realities? I think three. What, the three. There's three. Oh yeah, because there's the adult timeline, like Link's victory. Mm-hmm. There's the child timeline and and basketball, <laughs> the basketball timeline. And then, the, and then there's like, and, and then the there's Mario Kart, and then yeah. there, and then there's the heroes fail. That's that's that timeline. basketball. Oh, okay. yeah, that's from the uh, Brian David Gilbert video. He said, you know, it's like his friend invited him over to watch to watch him beat Ocarina of Time, and then he couldn't do it, so they gave up and played basketball. <laughs> oh, that's that timeline. <laughs> okay, 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I think what they're doing is they've they've picked one uh, timeline and are going through that game that mm. to its conclusion and then looping back and doing the, another timeline and then looping back and they're going to finish it up with uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I'm trying to do game release chronological order. Yeah, that's cool. Which yep. I have to find like Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. It's on the virtual console for the 3DS. Oh, okay. I'll have to figure that out at some point too. <laughs> <laughs> they're both very good and should not be passed up. Though, didn't they re-release those on the GBA, though? No. You, you might have seen a pirated... <laughs> yeah. You could play it on the GBA. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's See, it. I've still been going through Fire Emblem. It continues to impress. Oh, cool. Like, I think it's one of the best Switch games that's come out so far, to be completely honest. It's very good. Are you saying that maybe as somebody who really likes the Fire Emblem franchise? No. Well, I've always liked the Fire Emblem franchise, but I've never been like a Fire Emblem like super fan or anything. Now, this one has like a lot of uh, Persona like time management, time things. management yeah. stuff and that sort of thing. I've also heard that beyond like the, you know, your main player character creating like, you know, emotional links with other characters, uh, other people on each t- like yeah, oh, every every character has social connections between all the other ones, and they yeah. they level up their social connections, and then when those two units are next to each other in battle, they'll perform a little bit better. See, that's awesome. That is a cool mechanic. I like that. It, yeah, it's it's a fantastic game. Like everybody should get it. <laughs> <laughs> Even for someone like me, who's not a huge fan of strategy RPGs. Yeah, yeah, I think you'd like it. Okay. I mean, working through and like leveling up these characters and and min maxing all the different characters would be fun for you. I think. Okay, yeah, that does sound like right up my alley. And, okay, and that's did, that's what I did in tactics a lot. Yeah, and fantasy you, tactics. <laughs> you did like the mobile game, right? The battles. And yeah, that. I did. It's I did enjoy same, that. Oh, it's the it's same the thing. Same battle system. Just oh, okay. Bigger. Oh, okay. Right on. Very cool. Um, speaking of tactic games, I did pick up Chroma Squad which is a game we reviewed years and years and years ago. Yeah. I still have it on my Steam. Yeah, I think I do too. But, uh, As do I. They finally ported it over to the, the Switch. Switch. And I'll tell you what, it makes that game so much nicer to be able to just sit on your couch Oh yeah, and, and hang out and play a few levels and then put it down. It's it's a lot of fun. I don't know what else to say yeah, about I it. Mean, it's just a lot of fun. You know, it's, that's it's, a it's almost, seal of approval review right it, there. It <laughs> certainly is. But yeah, it's it's just it almost seems like it was made for handheld. Maybe you should gaming. let people know who maybe who don't remember what. Chroma oh Squad yeah, was. yeah, Chroma Squad. It was a kind of a, a parody take on like Power Rangers or Super Sentai, but it's also a tactics game where like you have your five actors who are fighting against other actors, and mo- the monsters are people in s- costumes. Although I, I guess at one point, spoiler, there ends up being actual aliens. And these actors fight them. But there's like a crafting stuff to, to build uh, better costumes. Better costumes, better props. Yeah, everything yeah. starts out as like cardboard and garbage. Mm-hmm. And as you get more money and get more sponsors and stuff. Yeah, like you level up and your gloves go from like gardening gloves to like... Um, tailored gloves. Tailored gloves, that sort of thing. Like yeah. you stop wearing like a bucket with a hole cut into it, don't mm-hmm. maybe an actual helmet. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's a lot of fun. It's definitely worth picking up because it's like 10 bucks. And I mean, anyone could afford 10 bucks. I tell yeah. you, I cannot wait for Castle Crashers to drop on the Switch. Oh, yeah, because mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite beat em up games. Mm-hmm. You know, we never talked about Doom on the Switch. Let's do- yeah, let's talk about Doom let's on the Switch. Let's talk about Doom on the Switch. I've only played the first one. That's the only one I bought. Mm-hmm. And 
it's not the best emulation of Doom I've ever played. Uh, mm-hmm. The music is a little slow, and the sound effects are a little off. Mm-hmm. But it still plays pretty good, and it's Doom, and it's still fun. It's hard to mess up Doom, and they, <laughs> and they it seems like they kind of tried, but they didn't do it. <laughs> still fun. Which one had Doom versus? Is that the first one or the second one? What are you talking about? There's a multiplayer version of Doom. All Doom is multiplayer. Is it? Yeah. It's like the first game to have deathmatch in it. Huh. And co-op. I guess I never really tried it. <laughs> yeah, and both Doom and Doom 2 have co- local co-op and deathmatch on the Switch. So mm-hmm. you can have your own little LAN party like in the old days, but just <laughs> with your Switch and no cables. Nice. But it, it's good. It's uh, it's only five bucks, so it's worth the five bucks and uh, having to put in your Bethesda account ID to be able to play it. <laughs> they said they're patching that out, though. Oh, they are? Okay. It was an accident, apparently. That was just there for bonus features tied oh, to your account. okay. Yeah. Like, because I had played it on, on the Switch and tied it to my Bethesda account. When I played Wolfenstein, I got, like, an extra skin or whatever. Oh, right on. The new Wolfenstein? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Youngblood. But yeah, it's 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 if you like Doom, you'll like this Doom because it's mostly the same. <laughs> I haven't played Doom three yet though. I have, I figured I'll get there after I finish the other two. <laughs> I haven't played Doom three since it came out either. It's good, especially this version's a little updated. I think I think you can have a flashlight and a gun out at the same time. <laughs> cool. I have never. I've only played uh, very limited amounts of Doom because yeah, I get motion sick watching the screen flip around wow and it doesn't even have like a yeah a y-axis you're just turning on the yeah yeah about about 45 minutes and i will and i will start getting a little uh, seasick yeah it's the weirdest thing probably still will on this one too so maybe don't maybe maybe (laughs) i'll keep that five dollars you think they'll bring bring out uh the original wolfenstein now i don't know i don't think that's as playable as the original doom is Mm. Because the levels are legit mazes. There's not that many tech wall textures. And every level turns into a maze with no auto map. And it's not even as close to as fun as Doom is, I don't think. Okay. I just remember when the first Wolfenstein was coming out. Or the first new Wolfenstein was coming Return out. Return to Castle Wolfenstein? No. No, after that. The first one of the current series. Oh, the I think it's just called Wolfenstein. Are you talking about the the alternate timeline Wolfenstein? Alternate timeline Wolfenstein. Okay, that is the new Colossus. No, 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 not new Colossus. It's the new Order, the old Blood, and the new Colossus are the three, and then Young Blood are all the new series Wolfenstein games. The first one in the new line. So the new Order. Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. We, it took us a minute, but we yeah. got there. But I remember when that came out, <laughs> and they released the original Wolfenstein on 360 because I had it. Yeah. And I played it a lot. <laughs> I think you can get it for free on your phone. You could for some time. I don't know if they've taken it down by now. They've probably taken it down by now. I don't know. I was just wondering, like old, like old style shooter games. Mm. Well, in uh, the new Colossus, you can play the entirety of the original Wolfenstein, but it's alternate history Wolfenstein where you play as a, a heroic Nazi fighting. Uh, BJ Blazkowicz. Oh, I remember that. It was like yeah. an arcade machine. And they they right changed the entire game to fit the the alternate timeline it's pretty interesting huh though i remember playing through uh new order when you found the old like the weird little retro bed spots and you could play through like the dream sequences of classic wolfenstein yeah the nightmare Mm. levels yeah kind of wondering like 
if we're like in an age, like it seems like we're in an age of reboots for oh, as far yeah, as video we, games yeah, go. Definitely are. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering what other titles might get, I don't know, rebooted or a new version or. I wish they'd do a Commander Keen that was not trash. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Math Blasters looking. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm okay with mobile phone games. I don't sure. get mad when they make a new series on the phone. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I saw gameplay that, I'm like, oh, that's trash. <laughs> yeah, it does. It doesn't look fun or yeah. good. <laughs> looks like Math Blasters. <laughs> it does. It 100% it does. looks like yeah. Math Blasters. <laughs> Well, uh, one thing that I'll talk about real quick. So I sat and watched a couple episodes of an old Cartoon Network show called Mega's XLR. Do you guys remember this show? Yes. I was never really that into it, but I think it just landed at a bad time. Mm-hmm. I think I saw a couple episodes of it just kind of just sitting on there. Yeah. See, as a kid, I didn't really care for it when it was on originally, but it's actually kind of interesting to go back and watch it. It was released at that weird point in time where... There was like a clean distinction between Cartoon Network Days and Cartoon and Adult Swim, Cartoon Network Nights. Yeah, now they kind of ease into it. They ease into it. This was like maybe the beginning of like that that halfway transitionary kind of thing, and no one knew what to do with it. Like if this show came out like maybe four or five years later, it would have it would have had like four or five seasons. As it stands, it had two seasons. I mean, That's it had not bad. It had twenty six episodes. It's more than Tuca and Birdie got. Yeah, right. But uh, that that's that's kind of that's a bummer that, yeah. that got canceled. But uh, Mega's XLR is about a um, a warrior from the future that travels into the far past to fight an alien menace with her giant fighting robot. Except she gets separated from the robot, and these two meatheads find it in a junkyard and he rebuilds it with like an old Camaro and replace like to replace the head and like game controllers for like the, the controls. And (laughs) it's really interesting. All of the monsters, all of the giant robots that they fight, everything it's a comedy show more than anything, but they're all the robots and monsters and stuff are references to other giant robots and a lot of anime stuff as well as like American, like transformers. It had a weird, I remember watching, it had a weird kind of pseudo-Americanization of anime style to That's it. That's kind of what it was, yeah. And not just not just in uh, which, look, but in tone. Which would have immediately turned me off back in the day when, uh, say, during that time. You know what, same here. But, uh, like, there's, uh, at one point, there is a, there's a MODOK reference. <laughs> Bruce Campbell plays an alien with a giant head and tiny arms, and his robot turns into, he gets into a giant robot with a chainsaw arm. <laughs> like it's it's that level of so, references. Yeah. So it's Modoc on top of Evil Dead. Like. Yeah, yeah. Voiced by the guy himself. <laughs> they have very light uh, Evangelion references, mostly kind of in one one of the monsters' designs is very like very thin and like very like designed that way. There yeah, that are that would have been about that same timeline too. Hmm. Hmm. And uh, there are a couple of robots that are just straight up Autobots, <laughs> like. The original head for the Megas robot is Optimus Prime's head. <laughs> they got away with somehow using like all the different controllers that the guy uses uh, in the car. They look like Xbox and PlayStation, PlayStation controllers. Nice. Like they got away with that. Like I said, a cu- like if this show came out and they are two steps away, like the two guys that find the robot and build it into a car are two steps away from being Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> 
which fits in with the time the show came out. <laughs> yeah, and they constantly reference the the big guy that ends up piloting the robot, how he loves food and he's always eating. And like I said, about five years later, they probably could have done something where it was more in line with the original creator's uh, ideas, which they were stoners. They, yeah. were, they, were, they were high school dropout stoners that just fight a giant robot from the future. Um, <laughs> the only thing I remember about it is I think it had a strong bad reference in it also. It did. They, yep. did, a, they did a double deuce they, uh, they, reference. They did do a double deuce. A lot of the music, again, given the time frame that the show was made, it's a lot of bad metal and ska. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. So it's kind of right up my alley. <laughs> Giant robots and ska. Okay, I'm in. But it's fun. It's worth going back and uh, checking out if you can find it. There's never going to be, this is kind of interesting. There's never going to be a reboot or uh, anything else from the property come out because when it was canceled, not only was it canceled, Turner wrote the show off as a loss when they did their taxes so that if they ever put out a DVD or if they ever do a, a sequel or a movie or anything like that and it turns a profit, they have to go through and pay back back taxes because it no longer is a loss. So uh, the show is trapped in a limbo that it can never escape from. A legal government limbo. Tax-based in hell. Yeah, pretty much. And I guess the the if you talk to any of the creators at like cons, because they could do cons, they've done other, other stuff. Uh, two of them went on and formed Titmouse, the animation studio. You oh, so, so you can't say that on this show. Well, you, eh, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Which does a lot of the uh, Adult Swim, William Street stuff. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. did uh, Metalocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're tied in with Venture Brothers pretty heavily. Um, the but studio no, you, themselves are right. The studios yeah. themselves. But you could talk if you you could talk to those guys at cons, and they are very open and vocal about how they got screwed by Cartoon Network <laughs> because they loved that show. It was like they. All that was the, their dream show. All of the designs are people that they knew. Like all the all the human characters <laughs> are just like people that they knew that they're like, hey, I'm going to put you in this show. It's going to be great. So yeah, really interesting stuff. All right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and take a break here. And when we come back, we'll get into some news. Nerd Overload is a show produced under the umbrella of a nonprofit organization, Marion Community Radio WZMO. To help with our fundraising, we have become a member of Patreon. What is Patreon? Patreon exists because when creators are paid, they can create more amazing things. Things that inspire us, teach us, challenge us. Things that make us laugh. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it really easy for creators to get paid. We're using the idea of patronage, which is actually a really old idea. Exactly, Jack. If it weren't for patrons, we wouldn't have Romeo and Juliet or Mona Lisa, Mozart, Shakespeare, Da Vinci. They all have patrons. What can I do to help Nerd Overload? Patrons set a monthly subscription-style payment for the level of membership they want. Where do I go? Thousands of creators and creative teams are using Patreon to run their business their way. So if you're a professional creator, start a page and give your fans the opportunity to become patrons. Patreon.com slash Nerd Overload now. Gone 
We're back. That was Kiss's Rock and Roll All Night featuring Gene Simmons of Kiss, who'd like to introduce you to Paul Stanley of Kiss. <laughs> who'd like to introduce you to a very drunk Ace Freely of Kiss. <laughs> uh, no, we watched a bunch of Kiss videos, and there's one where the guys kept messing up a promo, and it was pretty funny. It's very relatable for us. Yeah. Currently, yes. <laughs> what do you mean? I've never messed up a promo. <laughs> And done things like get the radio station's call numbers wrong. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, hey, let's go ahead and get into a little bit of news. And the reason why we played the Kiss song this week is, oddly enough, it ties in with Pokemon. Yeah, I would have never guessed. Never would have guessed. Yeah. So Pokemon Sword and Shield had another short trailer drop the other day. It was a very short one that wasn't like a whole like press conference yeah, or anything. It wasn't like a Nintendo it. Direct. It was like a minute trailer. <laughs> yeah, but it in it, it showed off like five or six new Pokemon or different forms of Pokemon. One of them being a, th- a new evolution of a previously known one that ends up looking a lot like a Kiss Army member. Yeah, uh, kind of what they did with, with Sun and Moon is they had like versions of Pokemon that already existed, but they look slightly different due to evolutionary whatever because they lived in a different environment yeah and they're doing the same thing with pokemon sword and shield with the galar region with a reskinning of zigzagoon zigzagoon yeah zigzagoon and and its evolution linoon yep and it's getting a third version which it never had before yeah which is an upright standing Mm -hmm. uh black and white gene simmons monster (laughs) yeah it's called like uh, Ornagoon or something. Ob- Obstagoon. Obstagoon. That's it. Which is yeah. a great name. <laughs> it's a really good name, but yeah, it's it's pretty wild looking. I kind of I kind of dig it a lot. Yeah, one of the things that makes it look like Kiss is the regular Zigzagoon is kind of a brown and brown 
Yeah, brown on brown. Yeah, yeah. like raccoon looking thing. And then the new one looks kind of like badgers. Mm-hmm. And part of the thing they did, they got rid of the bandit mask and put stars over the eyes. Yeah. And it's black and white. And it's this black one. and white. And, and then, then when, when it evolves, it turns into like it has like football armor kind of. Yep. It's got like silver armor on it's taking its tongue out. It's like, okay, that's a kiss reference. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Which is weird because Galar is very UK, Britain, mm-hmm. and kisses from New York. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Along with that, there was a new form of the original uh, Pokemon Weezing. Yep. Which is pretty red. Yep. The Weezing has a top hat. With smoke coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Looks like a cross between a smokestack and a stovepipe hat. Yep. yep. Top hat, which is and fantastic. And has mm-hmm. smoke clouds around its mouth that looks like a beard and mustache. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. And gameplay-wise, it's a poison and fairy type, which is a matchup they I don't think they've I ever done. I don't think done. they've done that one, yeah. And uh, lore-wise, it's poison and fairy because it takes smog in through its mouth, purifies it, and spits it out through the top of the smokestack. Oh, interesting. Okay. Which right is on. pretty neat. That is cool. I I like the little lore bits. I think those that's really cool. I think it fits for uh, the kind of industrial revolutionary like mm-hmm. Dickensian yeah. London they kind of want to shoot it for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the third Pokemon they showed off was a little hamster looking guy. Can't... It's very Pikachu. It's very Pikachu it's looking. Like, I forget what it's called. Already. Yeah. It's I... like mono something yeah it's like name changes yeah josh you look that up but it's like every gen there's a uh pikachu kind of analog character like there was one that was an ice electric squirrel from a couple generations ago parakizu or whatever yeah pachirisu yeah yeah. and then there was like there there have been different there's one with little mickey mouse ears yeah yeah this one is electric dark and it has this thing where if it doesn't eat like every other turn or something like that, it changes forms into what is being called hangry mode. And it gets like more aggressive. Yes. Uh, the Pokemon's name is Morpheco. Okay. Morpheco. M-O-R-P-E-K-O. Okay. So it's got Morph Echo in it. Oh, yeah. Like more, more Pico. Okay. Yeah. yeah. More Pico. More Pekka, like Peckish? Yeah. I think I think that's what they're, they're getting at. But I mean, it's kind of a neat little. Yeah. Um, yeah, gimmick he, that it does. Yeah, I mean, he's a cute little hamster with round pink cheeks, but one thing makes him different, he gets hangry. It has full belly mode where he's yellow and brown, but then it gets hangry mode where it turns purple and black. And angry looking. Yeah, he yeah. looks like a cross between a, a Gengar, a Pikachu, and a Crobat's mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's uh, it's we- it's like move wheel changes. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, beyond the new Pokemon, they also revealed the kind of villain team. Again, it's a staple of Pokemon games to have like a bad guy team. The most notable one is Team Rocket. That's the one that seems to keep coming back over and over. Although uh, Sun and Moon had the Team Skull, which were like rappers, kind of, right? Yeah, they were fantastic. They were pretty great. Well, the musical cues were very like, you know, mm -hmm. beatboxy type. They were super good. This gen, the... (laughs) The villain team is called Team Yell, and it is incredibly on the nose. They are soccer hooligans, basically, just, just straight up soccer hooligans. Well, they're like they're like a toxic fandom mm-hmm. of one of the other new characters they revealed. Yes, yeah, they're like the the one of your rivals in the game has the inspired these fans or whatever. Mm-hmm. One of the bad guys has a Vuvuzela, and that is amazing it's to me. It's a double-barreled one, yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> super great. It's the worst of the kind. <laughs> it's got little fangs. I wonder if there's going to mm-hmm. be some sort of Vuvuzela Pokemon oh, that, that would looks kind of like that. That would be good. Yeah, I like that. But they, they look like a cross between soccer hooligans and British punk 
fashion. Yeah, there's yeah, there's definitely like, some like punk the stuff leather in there. jacket thing, and they have like makeup across their eyes and a lot mm-hmm. of spikes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, Pokemon it continues to look great, and I still can't wait for this game to come out. November can't come fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? November fifteenth. I Some, think is something when it comes like out. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's go ahead and move on to our next topic. Let's do a non-game one because this this episode feels kind of game heavy so far. Well, yeah, um, the news is where it falls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so. On the CW, they have a bunch of superhero shows. They have their own little superhero connected CW universe. Yeah. So like The Flash and Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow and now Batwoman. Supergirl. 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 Although she's in a different, different dimension, but it's still part, it's still still part, part of, it. of it. And Black Lightning. Black Lightning's in there too. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. they're doing like a big, huge cross-continuity crossover episode to kind of not only like bring people back in because I think their stats have been kind of waning a little bit. Which, their viewership. I mean, they've been kind of doing been the doing same thing for forever. a long time now. Yeah. And it also is going to be kind of a wrap up of Arrow. Yeah, this is its final season, but uh, they're calling it the Crisis of Infinite Earths, which, which is, is a callback to com- a which, very famous DC comic storyline. Right, exactly. But they are bringing in everybody who's ever been any kind of superhero that they can get a hold of. Basically. Yeah, like... Uh, because you know they can do any they can pull people from any universe they want they have well they have like brandon ralph who's already on the cw as as the adam as the adam but he's also return reprising his role as superman superman from superman returns which yeah that movie gets a lot of bad rap i kind of like that movie it's okay it's all <laughs> right i it's a love letter to the gene hackman and it's the best modern Superman we've gotten, right? That's not saying a whole lot, but true. I think he's supposed to be the Superman that's from the Supergirl universe. No, there's a different Superman. Oh, is there? Yes, there is. Yeah, yeah they've okay. cast. He's been. He's on. been in, in oh, a okay. handful of episodes. I guess, like I said, I'm so far behind on the CW mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> <laughs> they had a poster that said Superman is coming on Supergirl, which. <laughs> That's not phrasing. Phrasing, yes. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the big news is they have cast and well, one. Okay, so one of the um, uh, missing kind of people from the uh, various CW shows uh, has been Batman. Batman has been notably absent. He's been They've referenced me- playfully. Yes, I don't think they're allowed to have Batman. But I well, they what it is. they are now because. Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman from Batman the Animated Series. You mean Batman. It's Batman, yeah. <laughs> uh, is going to be appearing on screen as old Bruce Wayne from a parallel future. Which is technically Batman, but not quite Batman. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's retired Batman. Yeah. yeah. He's older, retired Batman, and he's doing the Batman voice, and it's going to be super great. I mean, it's only like a little cameo. Which is like definitely feels like a callback to the Batman Beyond. Yes, and that's animated de- series. I think what they're doing is a Batwoman Beyond, like a future of Batwoman, mm. so that they can do like a Terry McGinnis style costume with. A, well, I mean, because yeah, it they, looks similar. They did in, a, in a, almost a almost like a parallel news story. They did release a from the Batman Beyond comic. There is a Batwoman mm-hmm. in his con- in his continuity. Yeah. Yeah. And along with Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill is going to be appearing on screen as an older Joker doing the Joker voice. Which is rad. So the Joker. Yeah. Yeah, This is is so exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's not the first time he's quote unquote appeared as the Joker in a live action thing. He was the voice of a very blurry Joker 
from like the first episode of the really awful Birds of Prey series. That's very <laughs> true. Uh, he's also been the trickster on The Flash yep. uh, multiple times, both the John Wesley's ship one from the 90s and the current one. Yes. Which is interesting because uh, John Wesley's ship has shown up as his 90s version of The Flash on The Flash, <laughs> which is great. He also, I want to say, obviously, Conroy and Mark Hamill have a very decorated history in DC animated features. Mm-hmm. I mean, Conroy's pretty much just done Batman, but Mark right. Hamill's done a lot of characters. Yeah, which, yep. which I think he said he was retiring from the Joker, but he said that a couple times. He said that a couple times. He, he said that a lot of times, and they always bring back. him back. He's also said that about Luke Skywalker, and here we are. So... <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, th- you throw enough money at a person, retirement. Nobody really dies. <laughs> no, no one's ever really gone. Yeah, nobody's ever really gone. <laughs> but no, this is really exciting news. It's kind of neat. It, it, I have dropped off of the CW stuff for quite a while. Oh, me as well. But uh, I don't know. This might draw me back like, in. I remember watching the first couple episodes of Supergirl back before it got canceled, then re-picked up by the CW. Mm-hmm. And... I kind of wish Constantine would come back. I mean, he's popped in once or twice within the Arrowverse. Yeah. I kind of would like to see him come back. And he probably will. It's one of those things where they're going to get everybody they possibly can. I liked the Constantine series. I'm su- I was really sad when I it was canceled. It, I wish it would have been on the CW to begin with so it wouldn't get canceled. Yeah. That is a show <laughs> that either should have been on the CW from the beginning or like a sci-fi channel yeah. kind of thing. It would have really flourished on a non-mainstream, non They could have put uh, it up, a, up next to Supernatural or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Constantine might, might have been a better pool than the Legends of Tomorrow. That's just my personal opinion. I could not get into Legends of Tomorrow. Well, they wanted to do Legends of Tomorrow be, basically because the guys from Prison Break that play Captain Cold and Heat Wave mm-hmm. are too much fun in those roles and they wanted to give them something to do. Yeah. Because I... I for the life of me, I don't know the actor's name, but he, but the guy who plays Captain Cold plays him like he, he pretends like he is a criminal mastermind, like, you know, spouting like all these esoteric, like yeah. philosophy on, on crime and stuff. And it's just so over the top. And like, he chews so much scenery. It's, it's Wentworth Miller. Wentworth Miller. Cole. Yeah. And the guy is normally like a, a serious actor, like for the most part. I mean, Prison Break was a very serious show. Oh, yeah. But he gets to kind of be just this goof, this scenery-chewing goof, like the entire time. It's it's fantastic. At times, it feels like, like as much as like the Warner Brothers is almost ashamed of the comic book roots of some of their characters they try to put out, some of the CW stuff almost like, it's almost kind of like they don't care. They embrace it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Legends of Tomorrow is very goofy. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's super campy. Yeah. I mean, at times, Supergirl was, from what little bits I saw. Supergirl was pretty goofy at times. Flash, at least those first Flash couple seasons. Flash in the beginning was great. It was, yeah. Um, uh, Arrow was always serious. and Yeah, uh, Arrow was always like, you could definitely tell they wanted a Batman series, but they... <laughs> Although about four seasons in, they changed his name to Green Arrow, and they, Starling City became Star City, and yeah. he like lightened up. It's like, they were like, okay, fine, here's, <laughs> here's your Green Arrow. Whatever, take him. Arrow was never intentionally funny. No, he was always he was always kind of a goof in the comics. I like, mean, like the TV show and, yeah. was never intentionally funny, right? But it was often funny. It was often that's very true. I mean, yeah. at times there were some pretty good like references or digs. Mm-hmm. Oh sure. I, I wish at some point he would uh, he would have had like his dumb goatee and like the 
Robin Hood-esque stupid yeah. hat. And I, for all we know, he could end up with that by the end of this series. That would be kind of great. Or he's just going to end up dead. Well, that's probably... Like <laughs> all bad writers, <laughs> the only way they know how to end their series is to kill off their main character. I did see where they reached out to some of the uh, Smallville cast. Sure. And yeah. I guess they're, some of them are a little... <laughs> you got to watch out for uh, which one of those you get back. <laughs> I don't think the one they're getting back. Yeah, I don't think Chloe's coming back anytime soon. <laughs> no, I think she's in prison. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't think she's. But it would be kind of neat to see Kristen Crook come back. Even uh, I think they she didn't do much. They, they actually, they, from what the article I read, they they were talking to the dude who played uh, Lex Luthor. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, that would be fitting. He was also the voice of the Flash on Bat on uh, Justice League. <laughs> oh, he was, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> that, that makes that episode where Lex Luthor inhabits the flash's body even better oh yeah that's one of my favorite like lines of dialogue i have from... no idea who this is <laughs> at least I, at least i can figure out you know the, the flash's identity, secret of... identity <laughs> takes the hood off looks in the mirror and goes i have no idea who this is <laughs> it's great it's super good uh, all right well, let's go ahead and move on uh we were talking about all sorts of like animation and stuff so let's talk about the adams family do 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 there was a new trailer for the animated uh, movie family comedy Adams Family movie. I mean, it continues to look like a lot of fun. Yeah, to be completely honest, like and the big the big draw this time is that Snoop Dogg is voicing cousin <laughs> It, which I mean, why not? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't think cousin It ever. Did he ever speak? He just makes noises. Okay, and it's just Snoop Dogg making noises. So oh, okay, I'm fine with that. That's. Yeah. At first, I was like, why is Snoop Dogg voicing Cousin It? And then I was like, why isn't Snoop why Dogg isn't voicing he? Cousin It? Like, there's yeah. <laughs> Maybe they just put a microphone next to his bed and they just recorded like the sounds he made when he slept. I mean, they could have. <laughs> they could have for all that, yeah. But yeah, this... Um, Yo, I snooze, nizzle, nizzle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> Cousin It with uh, the double T. Oh, God. Oh, uh. But yeah, this uh, Adams family, it looks it looks really good. It looks like the old uh the, the original um art style. Yeah. Yeah. The New Yorker yeah. like um art. Yeah, the character designs are like spot on. Mm -hmm. I mean, Oscar Isaac's going to be great as uh Gomez. Oh yeah, he definitely feels like he's channeling Raul Julia for yeah. it. For sure. The only thing I I wish they didn't I I like Oscar Isaacs in the role. I wish they didn't waste him for the animated movie. Yeah. Well, he would right? be so good as a live action. He's such a great Gomez actor. Adams. Yeah, yeah. I I think the only thing I can think of in recent memory is like, that's like a besmirch on his filmography or whatever. <laughs> Don't say Last Jedi. <laughs> no, was his per was Apocalypse. That's not his fault. Oh yeah, that's not his fault. They made so many changes from and the time he signed on to that, and to... so much bad writing. Yeah. <laughs> like I was really excited when he was cast, and I was like, "Hey, cool." And I'm like, mm -hmm. ah, and then I saw the movie and it made me sad. Yeah. Oh, did you see they pushed back the uh, New Mutants again? Oh, did they? Another year? <laughs> that movie's never going to get released. So New Mutants is this, as uh, um, it's the last Fox X-Men adjacent movie it's, that they're it's doing. It's the last hurrah for Fox's X-Men. Yeah. And it's, this is, it's kind of a weird one. It's more of a horror movie than it is an X-Men movie. It has a, you know, a whole new cast and everything. Which is kind of the log line for uh, Legion, but. A little bit. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it just keeps getting delayed over and over again. And 
I don't know. I don't know why. I think maybe it's because they Marvel just released a slew of new X Men books. That could be. And you know, you're right. A lot, and those new books from the articles I've been reading are basically rewriting the history of the X Men. Mm-hmm. Like Professor X is back, and the X Men are now planet hopping. Yes, to find a suitable mutant-friendly space to live in, since they really can't live on Earth anymore, or sort of. There was something that basically killed off mutants a while ago and made new mutants being born almost impossible. Well, I, I, that sounds like an an older storyline. I thought it this... was. It was like post war. Okay, because this this one sounds like like the ones that they're writing now. Um, there has been like, yeah, they are planet hopping and they're doing all this stuff. It's like a living tree portal thing. They kind of, um, uh, Krakoa that is from the all new X-Men. Yeah. The, from back in the seventies when they introduced storm and Wolverine and stuff. Yeah. 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 But like, I thought the whole deal was there were reports that were, that came out that said that within 20 years, mutants are going to be the dominant species. So professor X and Magneto are like, okay, I guess we're in charge now. Here we go. And that and they're like change and there's like time travel shenanigans that change some things. I can't remember. I it's been so long since I've read an X-Men book. I should actually pick up a couple of this those. This sounds so convoluted. Oh, it is. Welcome to yeah. X-Men continuity where nothing makes sense and oh, yeah. it changes constantly. In the new, in, also in the new books? Yeah, there is some time jumping stuff because mm. you have like you have there's in the first book there's a part where young Xavier meets Moira. Mm-hmm. There's the Sentinel future. Yeah. And there is a far, far future. Far future. Yeah. And it's like, it's so weird. I'll just, it's all, that's all in the first book. And the, yeah. <laughs> I'll just stick to watching the animated series over and over. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> you're, you're good there. You know what? That the animated series did a better job explaining some of those major storylines from X-Men than the comics ever did. <laughs> like, it is more concise. Like, they were forced to have to chop, chop out the fat in a lot of that stuff. So... Well, yeah, they yeah. were basically just following what big storylines were happening at the time the show was being made. I think Phoenix Saga is better on the cartoon than it is. Oh, it's never in, been done right. In, but it's it's better in the cartoon than it has been in any other media form, including the comics, because it was so convoluted oh, and weird. Man. Remember when a bunch of non-X-Men got the Phoenix Force and became a literal fighting force called the Phoenix Force? Phoenix Five. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah it's it like, was the Phoenix Five. It was Hope, <laughs> Hope Summers and Namor... Colossus. There's, uh, there's a bunch. There was a bunch. Cyclops, Colossus, uh, White Queen, and then two more. I always forget that Namor is a mutant. Technically, yeah. technically, yes, because he doesn't have blue skin. He is the first mutant. Mm-hmm. If they wanted to save Oscar Isaac's Gomez for a live action movie, mm-hmm. they could anyway. have just used Lin Manuel Miranda for the animated one. Oh yeah, they could. That <laughs> would have been just as good. He would have made a great Gomez. I feel like <laughs> he would. True. True. Yeah. Although uh, Lin Manuel could do a. A good live action Gomez too. Yeah. Like, yeah, it would. I would definitely be played a little differently, but it it could be done. I feel like he, outside of like who they cast anyway, it feels like uh, Lin Manuel has like been super busy. Like he's got like a billion projects. Going oh yeah, on. he's a he's a popular dude. He is a very popular dude. He's yeah. either writing something or he's starring in something or he's starring in something that he wrote. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. And he still makes time to talk to uh, the Meckroar brothers yeah. from time to time. Did you see that video that of Kristen Bell freaking out yeah. when, um, like, she saw Lin Manuel at like E three or something, or not E three, um, San Diego Comic Con or something like that? And he's standing there talking to the McElroys. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's hilarious. <laughs> Very funny. 
like like Justin and and Travis are like in frame. <laughs> like, yeah, it's they pretty are funny. Yeah, yeah. What else we got? We got uh, in kind of video game related news. We got famous Twitch stream boy Ninja. You know, mm. you know everyone's favorite Fortniteer. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about this I man. I don't know either. All I really knew <laughs> is he was one of the most popular Twitch streamers on the platform. He has, yeah, he has blue hair. Sometimes, sometimes he's got to have blue hair. Yeah, uh, he mo- he abandoned Twitch for. Microsoft platform called Mixer, which I'm sure this might be the first time you've ever heard of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is new to me. I only knew of it tangentially through Sea of Thieves. Yeah, and I only knew it knew of it because there was a tab on my Xbox that said Mixer. I'm like, what the heck is that? Yeah, this is it's Microsoft's Twitch. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting news in that now everybody knows what Mixer is. Yeah, pretty much, and just how much money they offered him to switch over and be exclusive, which you know is just a boatload. Oh, they had, yeah. Microsoft well, gave probably gave him so much money. The way the way I'm kind of seeing it is he might have, like, if you were, if you were so super duper popular and making so much money on a known platform, why would you abandon that? Unless, yeah, one, you're given a boatload of money, and two, maybe he's starting to see Fortnite drop a little bit or starting to see that his popularity is starting, his numbers are starting to drop a little bit. Or at and least that, plateau. Yeah, and this switch to Mixer is a way to guarantee funds, whereas if he continues on Twitch, that money's not necessarily guaranteed. True. And when he's working directly with Microsoft like that, I'm sure it comes with a lot of perks oh yeah in the way of getting things early or, oh yeah. he's he, that guy's never going to have to buy a gaming pc again oh, he's no. going to have top of the line everything <laughs> from now on well i feel like this also was a, a strategic part on microsoft's uh, oh part. sure it was a smart move on microsoft because honestly. yeah they took a huge hit this generation on consoles mm-hmm. like the xbox one one s and all that stuff has not sold as well as oh, no. not even like even as the, as the other other systems. They haven't had as many exclusives. They haven't even had as many you know games really pushing for them. Which is a shame because as soon as I got I got an Xbox for real cheap and it's actually pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like they're generating buzz and talk like, hey, look what we got, which was a big hit to Twitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, they lost their biggest earner. Yeah, he's he was their cash cow. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's gonna it just leaves a vacuum for more yeah. for the next ninja. The next ninja. <laughs> ninja probably could have streamed in as many public bathrooms as he wanted, and <laughs> Twitch wouldn't have did anything. Well, yeah, and well, yeah. In yeah. a kind of a, a side move, Twitch has been using Ninja's old Twitch channel to showcase other other streamers. Yes, yeah. And I'm like. That's smart. Yeah. Hopefully that paladin Amber girl who is hilarious. Oh, she, yeah. <laughs> she is really funny. She I do is. I do like her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did we talk about her last week? No. no. She kind of get, went viral by calling out creeps in her chat Which is during good. her streams in very funny ways. Mm-hmm. Like creating like fake infomercials. <laughs> yeah. Or like breaking news graphics coming on the screen. It's very funny. You should look it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. I mean, he... It's a smart move on both of their parts. I just I just wonder if the bigger picture is we're going to start seeing Fortnite wane in popularity. Uh, it's already it's already it's already crumbled a little bit. Yeah. It already it hit its peak. Like there's yeah. no way it could be any more popular than it was. That's true. Like it, yeah. Like I read the numbers and while it's still super popular, it did take a big hit when Apex came out. 
but for then, like an hour. Yeah. yeah. And then Apex leveled off really hard. Yeah. Nobody talks about Apex anymore. I don't it's a think. fun game. It's, I, I don't like that kind of game. It doesn't yeah. matter what coat of paint they put on it. I'm not going to like it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's still popular, but even Fortnite itself is changing a lot of things in its own game. And it's not even quite the same anymore. They put a mech in it the other day. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, and people lost their minds because they feel it's very broken. It's like the sword all over again. <laughs> Heck, there's a part of the map that you can't even build or destroy property on. That's weird. Yeah, which is like one of the big like things of like the mechanics of their game. Yeah, it's like if Minecraft had an area where you can't mine or craft. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and though it feels more like a standard shooter at that point, you know, in that part of the map anyway. Mm. I don't know. I haven't played. I haven't played Fortnite in such a long time. I don't even care. But it's, it's yeah. It's just not for me. I, yeah. I'm start. I'm starting to wonder if maybe we're hitting the peak of this gaming fad with Fortnite, and it's like we're gonna move on to the next thing. Like MMOs were the big thing for a time. Uh, MOBAs were the big thing for a time. Yeah, and then battle. We're on battle royale. Yeah, now we're now. on battle royale yeah. time. It I is. Mean, it is about time for something else. It is. Fingers crossed fighting games hoping it's fighting games fighting i would big... i would love to be in in the majority of <laughs> yeah. of gaming culture for once i don't i'm sorry it's not i it's, don't think it's gonna it's never gonna happen they're they're too niche and they've always been they've always had a healthy niche mm-hmm. but i don't think they're just too complicated to play at a in a competitive level yeah like if you're really good at Fortnite, people can understand well it's because he shot he, he shot. He shot real he good. He aimed good. And he shot good. When you're really good at fighting game, it's like, well, it's because he punched on this specific frame. Yeah, during yeah, the he, other person's <laughs> invulnerability frames during his invincibility frames. Exactly. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, you gotta learn about iframes and yeah. Um, yeah uh, what is plus three on block and <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> I'll roll for initiative. <laughs> It'll yeah. always have its super big mm-hmm. hardcore niche, but it's too it's too much. Although I could be wrong because people loved MOBAs and I can't parse anything that's oh, going yeah, on. Oh yeah, I in can't those. tell you. Yeah. So maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it. Man, hey, were, sure, fighting games could be popular. If <laughs> there MOBAs were so many be. MOBAs. There were so many. Yeah. It just look like a lot of colored lights shooting around and like a little small guys running at each other. I have no idea what I any of it is. I just can't, yeah. That's the first time like I felt like gaming-wise, it's like, man, I'm old now because <laughs> I have no idea what this is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting yelled at by an eight-year-old for not staying in my lane. Yeah. Uh, what oh. is lane? What does I that mean? Yeah. <laughs> Stop feeding them. Stop feeding them. Uh. <laughs> Everybody knows the number one rule of MOBAs is don't feed them after midnight. Or or get them wet, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And with that, we have to go ahead and wrap things up. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Nerd Overload Now. Go like that Facebook page. We've been regurgitating uh, news there if you want the latest pop culture news yeah you know seem people seem to really like it and i want to thank uh parker um mm-hmm. for for helping us out with that he's been finding some really good stuff for us yep he's definitely a uh, part of the team mm-hmm. our silent park our silent parker i was gonna say <laughs> i was gonna say silent partner parker no he'll dig that he <laughs> loves bad puns okay yeah, our silent parker <laughs> Thank you. You can send us an email, staff at nerdoverload.com, with questions, comments, concerns, uh, rants about the national deck, sure. whatever you want. 
You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Nerd Overload TV. That's right. We're also on various podcast catchers like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. So you can check out any of our back episodes over there. We have over 200 and... This is episode 240. Wow. Man, we yeah. Up there. We're... I, I, I counted up the, the hours so far, like, that we have. You can listen to us continuously for over a week now. Wow. Yeah. Don't do that. I don't I do not do that. <laughs> don't go back more than 20 episodes. <laughs> I mean, I'd appreciate the downloads, but don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're also on Patreon, patreon.com backslash nerd overload now. If you like the show and if you you want to help support us, you know, check that out. Also, you'll get the episode a few days early, which is pretty cool. And finally, we have uh, T-shirts. We have a store page. Just go to our main page uh, and click the store link. Yep, there's some good designs up there. Mm-hmm. Search Believe Psychic Paranormal Adventure on Steam. That's my game. Give it a wish list. Absolutely, yeah. It's coming out in October, which is getting closer and closer and closer. Do you, do you <laughs> feel it? Do you feel it, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks again for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Peace out. <laughs>